Hello and welcome to Ignite, Awaken, Expand podcast. I am your host, Carrie Michelle, and today I'm going to be doing a solo session where I'm going to be talking about a really juicy topic, relationships. This one has been such a beautiful journey for me. I have definitely experienced relationships that have not been that great. <laughs> and uh, I'm excited to be able to just share with you guys some of the things that, that I have realized over this, this time and process in my 44 years of life of what is required and necessary to really truly have a healthy, thriving relationship. And I am so incredibly blessed to currently be in such a epic relationship right now. It feels, it feels surreal and unreal. And like one of those things where it's like, somebody pinch me. I, ha I have to be in a dream. Like this is, it's too good to be true. And, and I say that honestly, jokingly, because I know that, and I shared this with my partner, his name's Rick. I shared this with him that every relationship should be like this. It, it should be uh, people should be unavailable for anything less than this. So I'm, I'm really excited to be able to share some of this stuff with you guys that I've just experienced over time and that have been really valuable for me to attract in and manifest the partner that I currently have. So I'm going to share with you some background, some of my relationship history and my lessons, my experiences that I have, that I've learned along the way to be able to get me to the place that I am now. So just going to go into a little bit of background. I got married at 19 years old, was married for 14 years, created a family with this amazing human that is the father of my four children. And we have Luckily, oh my gosh, I'm so incredibly thankful we have created a beautiful co-parenting relationship where our, our family just thrives in a very untraditional way. And, um, and that is, that's also a relationship that I have. It's a very different one than when I'm in a, a love relationship. It's but I'm, I'm so thankful for the fact that the two of us can co-create what we have, which is um, this mutual respect and love for each other as we raise our children. So, oh, like mad props to my kid's dad. And I'm sure that I will end up doing a podcast with him someday and just talking about how we have navigated that because it has not been easy. Um, so married for 14 years. Uh, really, ultimately, if you were to sum it up, why that relationship did not work, it was lack of communication and connection, which so many relationships, that's if you were to strip away all of the, the noise of this and that, it's, that's what it boils down to. So after I divorced, I was pretty unaware. I didn't 
I didn't know what I know now and I really fell victim to a lot of the experiences that I had with men and just feeling like poor me, poor me, men don't respect me. They can't commit. They're physically and emotionally unavailable, blah, 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 blah. And until I came to a place where I was willing to take honestly radical responsibility for what I was attracting in, I continued to stay in that pattern. So when I started going through my, my awakening and just realization that I create my reality and my relationships are no different, it's, it's all included into this reality. That's when it became fun and also like painful because I had to, I had to start owning up to, okay, this isn't them. This is me and it is them, but it's me. (laughs) And it was fun in a way of, I got to look at, okay, what is here now and what is it showing me about me? And that's the piece that can be a little bit difficult because we get so like stuck in the emotions and the experience and the different sensations that are, that are activated when we have like these toxic relationships that we're in and we can get so stuck in the noise of it and forget that, okay, pull back let's analyze all of this from this place of observation and curiosity and unattachment. It doesn't mean that you disassociate and um, like avoid. It's, it, it really truly is this place of allowing yourself to feel all of it, but then also pull back and observe it. So I was, I would look at the relationships and I would see what are the things that are great about the relationship? Because typically there is at least one thing or else why the fuck are you there? (laughs) And there's times where there's literally nothing. And, you know, people are, people are like in those type of relationships. Me personally, there was always at least one thing. And typically it was the sex. It was the attraction. But uh, there's usually, there's usually something. So I would look at the things, okay, what are the things about this person that I am attracting that I really, that's like on point. These are the things that I want in a lover. And what are the things that are not serving me that I'm not wanting and, and really making honestly lists. I would make lists either. It would be a mental one or, or really just write it down on paper and oh my gosh, the list of all the things that I didn't like about the relationship was so incredibly long, typically. And, and what kind of the theme, the main theme in, in my relationship. So I, I highly recommend doing that by the way. And, but I would see that it was the lack of respect for me, the lack of ability to be either physically available. So I would end up attracting the people that lived in other States. So they physically weren't even available or here, or they weren't emotionally or mentally available. 
that was a big one. So the relationships ended up being pretty superficial. There wasn't a whole lot more to it than just the sex. And I am somebody who desires all of it. I desire to have not just the physical relationship, but the emotional, the spiritual, the mental. So I, those things, and then also commitment, just the lack of commitment to me and to the relationship. And I remember having, I remember having a, a mentor that I was working with, a coach, and it was on relationships. And she was listing, she was asking me to list off all the things that I was enjoying in the relationships that I was in. And at that time, I was in a place where I'm like, fuck it. I, I just want to have fun. I just want to go out there and just play and not really have a whole lot of commitment. And really that was me being super scared about the vulnerability of be like, Hey, do you want to be with me? Because if, as soon as you open yourself up to that, that you want a committed relationship, you open yourself up to people saying, no, I don't want that with you. And so if I didn't even put myself in that position or put that out there that I wanted that, then I wasn't going to be rejected of that. Now, looking back, I I see that. So she was having me list off all the things that I was like getting out of the relationships that I was participating in. And it was pretty funny because she's like, Carrie, none of this is benefiting you. Everything that you're putting on this list right here is all for him. He all gets to experience these things and you get nothing. Like not even an orgasm because I, for me to open my pussy and be able to experience an orgasm, I have to feel connection. I have to feel safety. My heart and my pussy has to feel safe with that person to be able to release the orgasm. So I wasn't even getting orgasms in these relationships, literally nothing. And that was, that was a big slap on the face in a really beautiful way to wake up to, wow, what is even the point of this? Why am I even, why am I even pursuing these types of relationships? So a big turning point happened at that point when I was working with that coach of really getting clear on, okay, what do I actually want? And so I would go into different relationships where I would see once again, like I was sharing earlier, okay, what are the things that they're bringing forward that I like? And what are the things that I'm not liking? And I was noticing also another pattern was that I, I was seeing my belief systems that I had around relationships. So I saw, I saw, I was seeing that I thought that it had to be this or that. So for example, Either I have a really sexual, physical attraction with somebody, or I have an intellectual, spiritual connection. It's either this or that. The two cannot exist together. That's what I was noticing that I, that was deep within my belief system because it was manifesting 
in the different men that I was attracting. So I would attract in somebody where there was just some really deep physical attraction, but when it came to spirituality or intellectual conversation, it just didn't exist. And so there was a lack, there was a, there was a missing pieces. Uh, That's something that's really important to me. So I would end up releasing that relationship and because I'm a freaking amazing manifester. So then I would put my intention and my energy towards attracting somebody who was really spiritual and that I could have really in-depth conversation with. And what would end up coming in is that, but then I wouldn't be sexually attracted to them or it would be really boring. So then I'm like, ah, this isn't fun because like the sexual attraction is a really important piece for me. So I would do this pendulum swing. This is the pattern that I was noticing. And you, I promise you, if you're willing to just look, look at it from a place of non-judgment, do not judge your patterns. They're there to show you there. That's it. They're just showing you your belief system that you have around relationships. So it was really fascinating to watch this like, oh, okay. I believe that I can't have all of it. I ha- there's a sacrifice that has to happen. And then what was really interesting is that in conversations that I would have with women, they would almost kind of solidify that as yes, that's true. Yes, Carrie, you can't have all of that. You can't have somebody that like fucks you amazingly in the bedroom and can like, you know, have the spiritual conversation with you and intellectual conversation. Like it's, it's gotta be, it's one or the other, which one do you want? And, and almost kind of like making it okay, where that's okay. You can have that sexual attraction and then have that spiritual experience and relationship with your friends. So, you know, and I, and they're coming from the place of where they've settled. And, and I honestly was like, I, I can't settle. There was just this part in me where I could not, I, I just couldn't allow myself to succumb to that belief that I had to sacrifice. And then I would get people that would share, you know, you're too picky, Carrie, you know, you're making it so hard. There's some really great people out there and you just, you have these high expectations and standards and, you know, that's unachievable. So I'm here to share with you. No, it's fucking not. So whatever you desire in a partner, a hundred percent, it exists out there. And it's not just one person, the one itis whole like way of thinking is bullshit. And it really, it really makes it hard to allow yourself to be open to a partner coming in. That is a vibrational match to all the things that you desire One-itis meaning that there's only one person out there in this world of seven plus billion people. That's your person. No, I absolutely love my man. Oh my God. Rick is like, ah, he is perfection for me. And 
there's tons of Ricks out there. They're not Rick Rick, but there are tons of men that like embody what he embodies that would have been really great relationships. But you can't attract in that person until you are a vibrational match with it. So that's the piece that, first of all, we have to get clear around what are my beliefs that I have that are serving me and that are not serving me. And if they're not serving me, what gets to be loved on so that I can start shifting that? And then what needs to shift within me so that I am already an embodiment of it? So it this, this relationship, this person can't not come into my life. It's like the visual that you can, you know, put into your mind is like magnets where, you know, you're, you're a certain magnet and they're a magnet and you're just, you're this vibrational match and you can't not just pull together and connect and having trust in that. And that can be, oh, I can't tell you how many times I'm like, how, how am I ever going to be able to attract in this person that I desire. You guys, I worked at the, I worked in my garage. I was a personal trainer in a little town here in Arizona where the town is very much a married family town. So there's not a lot of single people here where I live. And then I moved to online. So I didn't even have like people coming to my house for personal training. Once I started doing my coaching and I work with women and plus, even if I was working with men, I don't, I don't mix work with my relationship. So that wouldn't have even been an option anyways. So it's like how, and I don't like going out. I don't like going to, um, like I don't do social events and things like that. I'm, I'm very much introverted in that way. So I didn't, I didn't know how I was ever going to be able to attract somebody. And so I really fell into the trap of feeling like I had to be on uh, dating sites. And I'm not going to go into like a whole lot of detail. There's so much value in having experienced that because I really saw, cause there was, there were so many interactions and conversations, not a ton of dates. I was really selective on when I actually would go like in person with somebody, but all of that brought so much information forward for me around my, what I believed and, and then showing patterns of the type of men that I was attracting in. And so when I go back to what I was sharing with you guys about what I was seeing that I, that I was, the patterns that I was seeing in my relationships was that physical and emotional unavailability, as well as the lack of respect and the lack of commitment. So I had to turn that around and take that responsibility within myself and go, okay, where am I physically and emotionally unavailable? And where do I not respect myself? And where's the lack of commitment within me? That was huge. And to start shifting that 
within myself, with my relationship with self, as well as my friendships and, and then the different men that I was having relationships with just really taking that responsibility to start shifting that with me first. Cause it always starts with you first. Everybody wants to point the finger outside and be like, it's, it's, it's women, it's men. It's this type of person that it's their fault. But everyone is a mirror and reflection of you in your experience. Everyone. That's why one person can experience a person completely different than someone else. So let's say I have this friend named Sally. I could experience Sally completely different than someone else. Their view and perception of that person can be totally different, even though they're the same exact person. And that is because they are just reflecting you. It's so cool. It's so cool. Because then you get to look at everybody in your life and be like, what are they showing me about me? It's so fun. So I want to share with you guys something that was super valuable for me. I had, this was how many years ago is this? This was probably about five years ago. I'm guessing five or six years ago, I was in a pretty toxic relationship and it was coming to its end. I ended up, we ended up breaking up pretty quickly after I did this session. So it was an Akashic record reading and I'm not going to go into detail what an Akashic record is. You might already know what it is. Cool. If you don't go Google it, they're really cool. Um, but in that reading, we were talking about the relationship that I currently was in and what our past life experiences were together. And then she shared this advice with me that I ended up writing down and it was really cool because recently it had been tucked away in one of my journals. And recently I brought it out and I'm currently in the relationship that I'm in. And I look through it. I'm like, oh my God, finally, I can say yes to all of these. So what she shared with me is this, um, basically it said, she says, how do you rate your relationship? So rate is in all capitals and each letter represents something. So um, R-A-T-E, how do you rate them? How do you rate this relationship? So R represents respect. Do you really respect this person for who they are and what they do? A is attraction. Is there sexual attraction? T is trust. Do you trust him or her with your life? And then the last one is E, empathy. Does he or her really truly get you? So when she shared this with me, I was like, fuck, honestly, none of these right now. I mean, our relationship 
first started out all attraction and that's what kept it going. But by the time that I was having this, this conversation with her, even that had fizzled out because there were so many wounds and so many like arguments that really had shut, shut us both down. And I, this was always in the back of my head. And every once in a while I would, I would stumble upon it at a divine time and I would look at it. And I honestly had never in all of my life ever had a relationship where I could say a hundred percent yes to all four of those. Most of the time it was only the A, attraction. Like, is there sexual attraction? That was pretty much for me personally, all that was there in the rate system. So I highly recommend writing that down. Respect. Do they really, do you really respect this person for who they are and what they do? Attraction. Is there sexual attraction? Trust. Do you trust him or her with your life? Empathy. Does he or she really, truly get you? And these were things that, oh my gosh, I wanted so bad, so bad. I wanted somebody to fully understand me. I really wanted to be able to fully respect the person that I was with, be able to look at him and be like, fuck, you're the shit. (laughs) And to be able to be in a place where I feel complete and total trust. My heart and my, and my pussy are so open to this person. I desired that. I craved that. And deep down, I knew that that was available. And that's why I just couldn't settle. And thank God, I'm so thankful. Because now the relationship that I'm in is so easy. That does not mean that difficult things do not come up for us, that we navigate. And so that's the other piece that I want to share with you guys that's going to be so important and essential with your relationship. So this is going to be a piece that's going to be important to take in and really digest if you're in this place of desiring to, tr- to attract in your partner, your person, or you have you have your person, but there's just like, there's some things that are just, that are needing some love and some TLC and some cleaning up. So what I've realized is that to have a thriving relationship, there's some really important pieces that, that are non-negotiable in having that thriving relationship, which is radical emotional responsibility. (laughs) radical emotional responsibility. So many relationships project, 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 and it's messy where a partner gets activated and then they just spew all of that energy, all of what they're feeling onto their partner And then the partner reacts and then it just becomes this shit show of, (laughs) of an emotional storm 
<clears throat> that everyone is in together. It's unhealthy and it's unnecessary. It's wild when you can fully, fully own your emotions because no one can make you feel anything. We choose our emotions. Yes, there's like, there's these situations where we, where it feels so automatic because there's a history and like an action that a partner might do that causes you to feel a certain way because there's things that have happened in your life in the past that has caused you to feel that way when that happens. And so it feels so automatic and, and it is automatic, but it's still a choice. It's always a choice. So taking that responsibility of, okay, I'm choosing to feel this and why, why am I feeling this? So taking the opportunity to pause and really take an assessment, okay, what's happening? What am I feeling? Why am I feeling this? And then what needs to be communicated to my partner? So that clear communication is the next thing that is essential in a relationship. We're going to be triggered by our partners. And that's the cool thing about it because we are partners. Once again, everybody in our life is mirrors and our partners are a hundred percent like big time mirrors for us. And they're going to do things that are going to activate our wounds and our beliefs. Thank goodness. Oh my gosh. Like, how are we to know that there's a wound or belief in here unless it gets brought up and activated? So when we're in this divine relationship and it's safe and we trust this person, Oh my gosh, it's such a beautiful, sacred experience to have our wound arise, to feel the emotions that are connected to it, to be able to analyze it and experience it in a container that is safe and loving and accepted by our partner. And then to be able to communicate that, like, this is how I'm feeling and this is like, this is what's happening in my system. And this is why. And to be able to have our partners receive that, that's the important piece is that whether you're on the part where you're the one that's activated and you're feeling an emotion or you're the partner that activated them and you're witnessing them and you're receiving their experience, both of them are so valuable and so important. And you're going to be on both sides. We're going to be on both sides. So what's so amazing for me is that when I become activated with something that my partner does or says, I allow the emotion and the experience to arise, the wound and I personally, I'll pause. And he does such a great job on allowing that space for me to start like understanding it, feeling it, 
And then also like mentally figuring it out to be able to speak it to him. And I'm very, very careful to not project. I'm careful with the words that I choose to share, what I'm doing with my energy that I'm not like spewing all of whatever it is that I'm feeling, whether it's some anger or it's sadness or it's jealousy or whatever is active that I'm not spewing that onto him, but that I'm owning that as this is mine. And we are in relation. And so this is, this is ours as well. But really, really um, being so soft and gentle and creating so much pause and space as I'm navigating it. And really the place to be able to be in is in a place of observation of it. But communication is going to be essential, constantly communicating. One thing that I'll, I'll I'll ask Rick on a regular basis is, what am I doing well and what could I do better? in our relationship. So it's not even when I we're in an activated space, this is like, we're having a great day. And, um, you know, it's just something that I just want to check in. I want to know. So some people will have it more structured, more structured than what we do, where they'll do it weekly. And they'll have like a whole list of all, you know, these things that they'll, they'll bring to their partner, and they'll go back and forth on on answering the questions. And that's, that's really beautiful. Um, we kind of just organically allow conversations to come through because our communication is so open and we're, we're constantly connecting with each other and, and creating just this, this flow of honesty, which is the next thing is just being so honest with your partner, even when it feels scary and vulnerable. Like those are the times when it's really important to do it because there's this potential of deeper connection with your partner when you are vulnerable and you're honest with them about whatever it is, whether it's something that you're experiencing together or it's a feeling that you're having or it's something that they said that didn't feel right and you want to just, you want to get more understanding around like, why did you say that? You know, what was the meaning behind that? The other thing is commitment. There has to be a level of deep commitment to the relationship because it's not always rainbow and sunshine, but even in those moments when it doesn't feel like rainbow and sunshine, it's so incredibly sacred and reverent. And honestly, when I think of the times when Rick and I have been navigating some really um, like painful wounds that have been activated, those have been my most, like I, 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 I hold those memories with so much reverence and love 
an appreciation. And I've shared this with him that in those moments that I'm vulnerable and I have that, I, I have this time to just really truly communicate how I feel and what I'm experiencing. And for him to be able to hold that and hear me and then speak his experience, it creates this, this opportunity for me to go deeper into healing these deep, deep, deep wounds around the masculine and just relationships with the masculine in particular. And I share that with him that you, you don't even know how healing this is for me to have you react and receive all of this in the way that you do. So I'm thankful for those moments where it's difficult and it's hard and it hurts. I'm so incredibly thankful for those because those create so much more intimacy and connection that then makes those days where it's rainbow and sunshine even better. <laughs> so the other one is respect. You've got to respect your partner. If you, if you don't look at him or her and just think, damn, you're the shit. Like, I have so much respect for you. And what I, what I have noticed with women in heterosexual relationships, that there's this pattern that, that, that we can do where we don't respect our man. There just isn't a respect. The way that women will talk about their partners, it's really sad. Men will do it as well. So we're, you know, we're not the only ones, but that's doing our relationships a disservice by talking illly of our partner and putting our partner down. And the only time we do that is because we're not, we don't respect the, we don't respect them. So those are the pieces that I feel like what I've noticed in my relationship, why we thrive and why it is such a, a beautiful, evolved, healthy relationship is because we take that radical emotional responsibility. There's no spewing and projecting our emotions onto each other. We fully own them. And when one of us is activated, there's clear communication. We talk about it here and right there. It doesn't go on for weeks or days. It's like right there, conversations are being, are, are, are being had. We're honest with each other. We share, I like this, I don't like that. When you do this, this is how I feel. Whether it's something that 
makes us feel uncomfortable or sad or angry, or even, you know, just like the things that makes us feel amazing. I'll share that with them. Oh my gosh. When you do this, I feel so good. I feel so connected to you. I feel so in love with you because a lot of times, like our partners don't realize the things that we do, how they really truly affect us. So when we are constantly voicing that to them, they can note that and they can do more of it or less of it. And if you're in this relationship where there's respect, they're going to want to do that. They're going to want to do the things that make you feel good. And they're going to want to stop doing the things that don't make you feel good. And then there's that commitment. You know, we live in a society where people are ready to bounce when anything feels uncomfortable. (laughs) and it's inevitable. There's going to be bumps in the road in relationships that we navigate. That's on purpose. It's there to help us to evolve as self. So they're gifts. And so when we have that commitment to this, this person that, you know, when some difficult things come up, I'm going to lean in. I'm going to see how is this happening for me? What is this showing me about me? What is this showing me about my beliefs with relationships? And then also knowing when a relationship is complete. There's a lot of people that will stay in relationships just for the sake of loyalty And just feeling like if they don't stay, that says so much about them as a person and people are staying in really toxic relationships that should be complete. And, and they're really creating a lot of, of suffering and re-traumatization. So really tuning into, okay, is this the time for me to lean in and really reevaluate my commitment to this relationship and where can I respect this person more? Where can I be more honest, communicate more, take ownership? Or is this relationship complete? Is it time for me to move on and create a new relationship with different energies that serve me better? And only you know that. So that's my two cents on relationships. Some good stuff. There's a lot that I shared. And whatever is meant for you to hear and take in and digest will. And I just bless you all with the most amazing orgasmic, deep, loving, connective relationships going forward. All right, you guys have a beautiful day and I'll see you next time.